What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. This episode is brought to you by New Year's resolutions you have absolutely no intention of keeping. I'm Dana Bluen, and today we're talking about all the Asian MMA New Year goodness. Anything you might have missed over the holiday break, I'm going to kind of go over all of it now, and we're going to get into it. I'm sure a lot of you know that New Year MMA is sort of a tradition in Asia, going back to the Pride days, and it really seems like Risen has picked up that mantle, and they're really kind of carrying that on. They're, they're doing New Year's MMA again, and while they don't have any fight action from one championship, you know, we did get that Risen Asian MMA, and we have a little bit of news about one that we'll talk about later as well. But I want to talk about that New Year's MMA from Risen. First things first, I mean, any of you guys who follow Asian MMA, remember I covered the whole Floyd Mayweather uh, situation before where he went for a press conference and they said he was going to fight. He flew back to the U.S. He's like, no, it's a lie. It's not going to happen. And it ended up happening. So we have to talk about his now in air quotes fight. Or as I've kind of taken to calling it the past few days with some of my friends, was basically a boxing drive-by worth $9 million to Floyd Mayweather. Everyone knows he fought undefeated kickboxer, uh, tension, and it, you can call it a fight if you want, but and it may have been a real fight. It may have been a work. I don't know. But after three knockdowns in the first round, tension's corner threw in the towel and ended it. Now, it, I don't know. For me, it, it felt like a work. It looked like a work. Very suspect. I'm not going to go as far as to say it absolutely was. And maybe it was and Floyd had no idea about it. I don't know. Now, let's say if, and it's a big if, it wasn't a work. Floyd was the bigger, more experienced fighter he was fighting under a rule set he was comfortable with. And Tenson wasn't able to utilize the kicks that he, he's really known for. We never saw Floyd even think he could have been in trouble. I'm not even sure Floyd broke a sweat. That was the main event. It was, it was a weird way to finish the night. But overall, I mean, Risen put together a really good card for us. You know, some of the other fights that, that I think are worth mentioning from the card... Uh, Kyoji Huguchai, he claimed the first ever Risen Bantamweight Championship by choking out Bellator champ Darren Caldwell in the third round. It was a good fight, you know, fairly competitive going all the way through and good finish. It was a strong finish, really decisive. And, you know, I'm, I like seeing that Risen is crowning champs because it makes me think we're going to start to see, hopefully, this necessarily isn't true because we never saw this in Pride, but a little bit more structure to the divisions. Uh, former Invicta FC champ uh, Ayaka Hamasaki defeated uh, Kana Asako uh, to claim the Risen Women's Super Atomweight title. It was a second-round armbar, beautiful finish, really good fight. The next one uh, is, is a tough one just to talk about, but... Uh, pretty much a perennial open weight women fighter, Gabby Garcia, tapped out uh, Barbara, um, I don't even know how to say her last name, Nepo Musino, with a first round Americana. You know, and even though these are two big women, 
Gabby Garcia is a freak show, and she was 10 kgs heavier than her opponent, uh, Barbara. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is the type of fight you really expect in Japan. Japanese MMA has always been an outlier in this regard, that they'll put on these freak show fights for no reason other than why not? You know, I remember back in the Pride days, we'd see like, you know, 60 kg guys fighting, you know, Yokozunas. They're okay with that. They like it. It's cool. You know, just sometimes they're not super competitive. And unfortunately, Gabby Garcia is a very skilled fighter and she's huge. You know, no matter when she fights, it's going to be a freak show. Of course, I'm happy she can make a living doing this as a platform for her. That's fantastic, but I, I am getting a bit tired of kind of just seeing her smash women. Even though they're getting women closer in her weight, there's no one at that size who's as athletic or who is as hormonally supplemented or even skilled in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as her. And so there are the, all these one-sided fights. I, I'll still watch it whenever Gabby fights because I find it entertaining, but it, it's getting, it is getting a bit old. It's a bit old hat. Now, what is hands down one of the nastiest eye injuries I have ever seen, ever. I mean, this is, if you haven't seen it, go Google this. Uh, Yusuke Yache, he got one of the nastiest eye injuries I've ever seen. It was, his eye was just completely swollen. It was bleeding. Couldn't even open it. And it, it pretty much, it, it is what ended his fight with uh, UFC vet Johnny Case. Again, Google Yusuke Yachi. Take a look at the injury. If you don't think it's one of the most brutal things ever, uh, you're crazy. It was an insane injury. Now, I want to move on to one championship because we have some, some really interesting news from them. Over the holiday break, they announced that they have inked a broadcast deal with TV Tokyo for weekly content, both live and recorded. And that's going to have them on free TV, analog and digital broadcasting in Japan as well as the cable platform for Tokyo TV. Now, this is the second major broadcast deal we've seen one sign, uh, the other one being TNT in the U.S. And, you know, this really rounds out the year for them with really strong TV presence in two high-dollar major markets, U.S. and Japan. And uh, this is a major win for one. I mean, they haven't really been on TV in Japan. They haven't been popular there. I know that this has been something they've been pushing all of 2018, and they see this as a key market for their success. I think especially with the e-gaming, you know, and they, I think they view the, the ability to break in and do shows in Japan probably as a way to get leverage in the U.S. market because they're hoping people will sort of start to see that pride nostalgia with one that maybe they're sort of associating with Risen right now. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case. I don't even know if that's what, what one really wants, but that, that's what I suspect. And I, I know from talking to people at One Japan has been a major push in 2018 for them. Chatri, uh, when I interviewed him uh, middle of last year, that, that's what he was talking about is that Japan was one of the, the big markets that they were looking at. Makes a lot of sense. It's a big move in the right direction for them. Now, I think uh, everyone knows that they're actually going to Japan Q1 next year. They're going at the end of March. It's going to be their first ever event there, and it is a stacked card. 
They've got three titles on the line, and it's also the debut of uh, Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez for one. And I'm going to talk more about those matchups in the next episode. I'm doing an entire episode just about the matchups for DJ and Eddie because there's some interesting dynamics there and some things that I really want to talk about uh, with guarding one and those particular fighters and a few interesting things I haven't seen mentioned in the media yet. So I'll probably record that over the weekend and maybe drop that on Monday. The other big news for one championship and probably the biggest thing that they announced uh, right around the the new year, Chachi Sityantong put a tweet out and announced one championship is going to have an absolutely insane schedule with 45 events in 2019. 45 events. They're going to break down like this. 24 one championship events. That's their main their main MMA events that you're used to seeing now. They're big stadium shows that they hold in Singapore, Bangkok, Jakarta, KL. 24 of those. It's two a month. 24 of those. 12 one hero series events. So that's like their, their kickboxing, whatever other martial arts they, they're doing because – one of the big things Chatri's talked about for like the vision for one championship is it's not an MMA organization, it's a martial arts organization. So he's trying to actually bring in all, all these different things. They're doing kickboxing, they're doing Muay Thai, boxing. Sisiket actually had a world championship fight in Bangkok uh, back in 2018 that I was at under the one championship banner. I think I think it was a WBA title fight. Yeah. You know, they're, they're mixing all these combat sports, all these martial arts together. So that's kind of where that one series event sort of sits. The other interesting one is the One Warrior Series. They're going to double the amount of those. They did three last year. They're doing six in 2019. Six One Warrior Series. You know, we've seen a few interesting people come up through that platform right now. One of the ones that I'm really interested in. Uh, Rocky Batol, he came through one Warrior Series. He, he had his first loss in one championship. He had been undefeated up until that point, but he sort of came through that development rank, and, you know, Rich Franklin's heading that up, and he's going around to, like, all these different gyms, all these different places in Asia, and kind of finding unknown talent and bringing it through the system, kind of developing it within the one ecosystem because because of the way that sort of smaller shows are structured here or or not structured for that matter it's tough to find local fighters who really have a good experience early on in some cases when they're fighting solely in asia so it's a smart move by one to create talent it also gives them a ton of content that they can use online show on tv build a reality series around because one is all about the content and all about getting in front of eyes very smart move in the last event, they're going to have three one esports events. Now, I don't know if those are going to piggyback on top of other events. I would imagine Japan is going to be one of them. Makes sense to do it there. It's a huge market for esports. Obviously, we know that Demetrius Johnson is going to be attached to that. He's the uh, brand ambassador for one esports. He's had sponsorship deals with Microsoft and Xbox in the, Xbox in the past. I'm excited to see that as well. I think it's going to add a whole new element to the content side and also to the marketability of some of these fighters. Insane schedule, you know, and it is great for me. Uh, It's tons of 
Asian MMA for me to cover. So I'll be producing a lot more fight previews, fight reviews for you guys. Also coming up, if I don't get a chance to uh, talk about this in another episode before the event uh, coming up, I believe in Jakarta is the first one event of the year. I want to give a big shout out to my friend AJ Pyro, who's actually fighting on that card. Ten weeks ago, um, I, I'm actually friends with AJ on, on a personal level, and his wife was actually a producer for one of my previous shows. Uh, AJ had surgery and had a tumor removed from, I believe, his saliva gland ten weeks ago. Ten weeks ago. And, you know, I just saw him pro wrestling in KL because he also does pro wrestling with uh, Malaysian Pro Wrestling. He did a their big battle royal show there to end out the year, and now he took a fight coming up in January. Ten weeks, uh, it'll essentially be twelve weeks after his surgery. He's an absolute beast, and I just wanted to give a shout out to him. You know, good luck, man. I know you're training hard, AJ. You know, go do it. You know, hopefully I'll get to preview that card. Uh, I'll record something early next week and uh, and try to get that done. But if I don't, if my schedule's too tight. Just big shout out to him, guys. Check out that one card and check out AJ Pyro. I'm going to actually throw a link to his uh, Instagram down in the show notes. I want you guys to check out. The guy's a beast. He's in his 40s, and he he's absolutely shredded. He's just a, a, an amazingly good dude as well, other than the fact that he's a cat lover. And I know I'm going to get some hate for that, but AJ is a super cat lover. <laughs> But, you know, he, he's just a, a really good-hearted guy, and he does a lot of good for not just the MMA community, but communities around Asia. He, he gives back quite a bit. I'm glad that his surgery went well, he's recovered, and that I'm going get to get to see him fight again. Uh, also, guys, as one last note, I am now also contributing to the MMA rankings discussion over on Asian Persuasion MMA. My friend Leon is running that, and uh, I've known him for like a, over a year now just through the Asian MMA scene. He does a great job creating coverage, and you can check out the rankings. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or just check out the Asian Persuasion MMA website, APMMA.net. All those links will be in the show notes as well. We're going to try to have, I believe Leon wants to start doing uh, monthly or weekly updates to the rankings, and he's got... You know, a handful of us from the local community actually contributing to the conversation and wants to kind of keep that going. I think it's going to be a good place to see sort of like the global MMA rankings and some of that, how the Asian fighters sort of fit into that dynamic. I'll, I'll be interested to see just how it evolves over the next year as they, they're really just launching, even though he's been running it as sort of a social media side project for so long. You know, they're based in Malaysia. Good, good organization. Check it out and check the rankings out. Let me know what you guys think of the rankings. If there's some fighters that you think are maybe missing from there. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. Happy New Year. And to stay up to date with all things Asian MMA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Facebook. I'll have all the links in the show notes. Check it out. <laughs>